0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. It was another rotten, slow, dreary night behind the bar, and I was still hungover, as usual, and time was crawling by slower than a slug stuck in hot tar. The door swung open, and I grimaced at the thought of putting on the act for some poor schmo looking to drown his own sorrows in this stinking joint. That's when I looked up and saw her. She had a look in her eyes that told me her dirty blonde hair wasn't the dirtiest thing about her. She asked if I made a good Tom Collins, so I rolled my eyes and exhaled deeply before sliding her a shot of warm gin and a dented can of 7-Up. She winked and smiled and said, never mind, slick. Give me a big shot of that wild turkey you got behind there and tell me a funny story. Pour one for yourself, too. I don't want to drink alone tonight. She brought those smoky gray eyes up and locked them on mine, and I knew I didn't stand a chance. I wasn't sure my liver could take another six-week bender with this crazy dame, but after she worked me over in the beer cooler that night, I said to hell with it. Let's ride this train to the last stop, baby. It was just another in a never-ending series of tales from the bar side. Hey, welcome friends to another episode of Tales from the Bar Side. I'm Remy. I'm Lauren. And we are glad that you're listening. Uh, we got some fun stuff to talk about tonight. We've got some serious stuff to talk about and some fun stuff. We're going to kind of mix it up. You know, we don't want to be too serious here on <laughs> Tales from the Bar Side. It is uh, a show all about the service industry and drinking stories and fun stories and stuff like that. But, um, there's a little bit of responsibility that comes with our job as bartenders. That's true. And uh, so Lauren had a great idea today to talk about dram shop laws and specifically like a case that came up on the the old Facebook news feed recently about a bartender down in Texas who um, served a fellow coworker who was off the clock while they were visibly intoxicated and that – co-worker ended up killing somebody later on that night a uh, very tragic accident very serious thing and there's video of the 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 person in question kind of stumbling in the uh in this in the establishment and was still served two beers I think um, that's all it took you know so you serve somebody who's visibly intoxicated a couple of beers and then they go out and kill somebody and this bartender was arrested. Um, because it's a dram shop law states there are 32 out of 50 in the United States Michigan is one of them we are so um, yeah we got to be real careful you're not allowed to serve anybody who's already intoxicated you are not allowed to over serve somebody to the point of intoxication because if they go out and kill somebody you and the bar can be held liable. For that, that You can be arrested, you can be fined, you can do up to a year in jail, I believe, mm-hmm. is what this guy is looking at. Um, I've mixed feelings about this because I'm all about personal responsibility. And sure. I think that the person who committed the crime is the one who needs to be held accountable for it. That being said, there's also a big responsibility that comes with being a bartender and not over patrons and not – serving people who are already visibly drunk because you don't know what they're gonna do once they leave your establishment. You don't know for sure that they're gonna go get in an Uber and do the safe thing and get home all right. And uh you know, we we're the good time party people and we're here for you to have a good time, but alcohol is a pretty dangerous drug and uh you should not be operating motor vehicles while intoxicated. So it's a, it's a weird subject and I think it's a great subject for us to bring up here on our show because, you know, we are all about good times and laughter and fun and telling good stories and, you know, there's always a funny story about somebody just getting plastered drunk and stuff like <laughs> that. <laughs> but there's also serious consequences when you don't do it right.
1: That's true too. Yeah. yeah. It can be a testy subject for a lot of people though, you know. And that's why I think it is important for um, – bartenders to take the responsibility and become tip certified so that way you can learn about those dram shop laws and know exactly what you're getting yourself into when you accept a job like this
0: for sure it's
1: a responsibility for you
0: yeah the the tip certification thing i've i've done it three or four times now Mm because i've been in the industry for so long and uh, most places you need to be tip certified at so i forget when the last time i took it even if you don't
1: have your tip certification currently it doesn't like you know Like you've taken the course. You don't legally have to have it. But just taking it the one time you get that knowledge of what exactly is expected of you as a bartender. It helps. And and what to look for.
0: I've worked at so many different places that did it for you. Corporate places will usually like have a class and they come in and you get TIP certified. It's good for five years. Um, Again, I think – I forget the last time I did it, but I know I've done it three or four times. Yeah. Um,
1: I actually think they changed that. I think it's only two years now. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. Well, because I took mine – I recertified – I think it was like about a year ago now and for some reason I th- I recall – I mean I can always pull out my card and look but
0: – It really doesn't cost I don't that think, much Yeah, either. No, it's I like 40 like, – I
1: think it was 40 bucks to yeah, take it online.
0: It's no big deal. And it
1: takes only about – if you take it online, it's only like two hours to and get it, through all of it. But if you do the class, I think it's like four to six is what they tell Yeah, they you.
0: usually come in and have somebody give like a presentation or whatever. Right. Again, I always just worked at like corporate restaurants where they – they gave it to you. They're like, everybody's getting tip certified. Yep. And it is, it's a good thing. I think it's important. It's a good conversation to have. It's a good uh, thing to have in your back pocket to, to know about, you know, how to judge when to cut somebody off, when to not serve somebody, when to not let somebody in and stuff, because uh I know how I would feel if a family family, a family member or a close personal friend or somebody that I love and care about was killed by an asshole drunk driver. Right. And then to find out that they were at some bar getting overserved, I'd feel pretty horrible about that. That being said, again, it, it comes back to a little bit of personal responsibility. You know, it's like as bartenders, it's really hard sometimes to tell if somebody is hammered, drunk or not, and right. to know what they're going to do. What are their plans? Are they planning on driving and stuff? I've had people, you know, swear up and down to me. I'm taking an Uber tonight, dude. I'm fine. Like Can I'm good. I'm not even. E- <laughs> I'm not even driving. No, or or you know, and they did. They took a. They took an Uber, sure. or they were, or they didn't. You know, it's like I'm. I, I'm working. But you can't
1: monitor that, especially exactly. if you're working in a high volume place. I can't see every person that comes and goes. That's exactly. And right. Decide whether or not so, they're. Yeah, yeah, safe to do say
0: you're working at a nightclub, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody's having a good time, but somebody's drunk. There
1: are people in and out of that place, left and right.
0: Right. You're there's like five hundred people or eight hundred people right. or whatever. And Four I'm, bouncers. <laughs> I'm just making drinks as fast as I can and trying to make money. You think the owner wants me to like cut everybody off who's drunk? No. Yeah. That's the whole point is trying to get people drunk. Well, you know, with that comes the danger of living in a dram shop law state like Michigan to where if somebody on some Saturday night out of the, you know, hundreds that I've served gets drunk and kills somebody, now I'm responsible for it too and might have to spend a year in jail. That just doesn't seem right to me. It's got to be about personal responsibility for the person who is imbibing the alcohol and not have it come back so much on the bartenders. Right. That being said, there, there aren't a whole lot of cases where they actually go through and prosecute the the ba- the bartender. Or, yeah, a lot
1: of times it's actually just the bar itself right. will get fined.
0: Now, this – it gets a little personal for me too because um, very unfortunately, a few years ago I was working at a bar and it was common practice for the cooks to come out once they closed the kitchen. The kitchen would close early and then the bar would stay open. So when the cooks were done and they cleaned up, they would come out and have a shot at the bar – and, you know, maybe a couple of them or a couple of beers or whatever. And the owners were real cool like, hey, you know, yeah, let these guys have a shot. Let them have a drink. Sure. A beer. They were mildly specific about like let them have one on the house okay. and then ring them up for other stuff. But you know Sure, it but is. if
1: you're still ringing them up <clears> for stuff, they can still drink – a here's, lot. Uh,
0: here's the thing, too. You know how it is when when a place is like, yeah, go ahead and buy the cooks a drink, right? Sure. And so then they sit there for a few minutes. You might give them a couple. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and not ring them up. You know, it's right. like, these are your co workers. They're your friends. They're your buddies. So you're hooking them up, you know? Like, to be fair, good. oh, you want a shot and a beer after a hard day's work? I got you, man. It's right. Like, no problem. So this particular guy, he was working in the kitchen. He was fairly new. It was only a couple of weeks in and he comes out and he, he probably did like two or three shots and a beer and I didn't charge him for anything, but he was fine. Like he looked fine. He sounded fine. He was coherent. He wasn't stumbling over his words. He stood up. He walked out the door. Right. He was fine. Well, a couple days later when I came into work, I found out that he got into a single car accident and died. Oh my God. Yeah, like heartbreaking.
1: Yeah, because terrible. he
0: was a very cool guy, and I had just met him. It was only two weeks in, and I, like, I literally broke down in tears. I did when I found out that he died. I was like, my God, I felt, I felt guilty. You know, I'm like, I served him alcohol, and 15 minutes later, he got in his car and killed himself. Mm-hmm. You know, not. We don't know if he was drinking more or less afterwards. I don't know if those three shots. Or what put him over the edge. The fact of the matter was he seemed absolutely fine to me. There was no way of me going, ah, hey, buddy, you know, are you I didn't even think like, hey, are you driving tonight or anything like that? Because he seemed absolutely fine. Right. I don't know if he went and got alcohol somewhere else. I don't know if he was on pills, too. I don't know.
1: Yeah, you don't know what the case. might All be. the
0: extenuated circumstances. But the police looked into it. They didn't come after us. And, you know, but it was absolutely heartbreaking to me to think like I I served this guy alcohol and then half an hour later, he's dead. Like, did I did I have a part in them? Do I, you know, do I feel a little bit culpable for what happened to him? I'm like, not really. You know, he's an adult man who seemed to hold his alcohol just fine. And a couple of shots in a beer. You know, I didn't tell you to drive. I didn't I didn't twist your arm or or tell you anything i don't know exactly what happened i know that he got into an accident and died and it was a single car accident he didn't kill anybody else but i was i was hurt i was devastated i was crushed by learning this knowledge you know the the sadness of this person not being on the earth anymore was was enough to make me sad whether i had any kind of responsibility or culpability in it is is another thing but it's like it hit close to home it was like this is drug shop laws like to the fullest. Yeah. I could they could have come after me and been like, you know.
1: Now did they label it as a <clears throat> like uh like an alcohol related accident and
0: see i didn't even get all didn't the particulars that about that mm-hmm. yeah no it was just the owners came up to me and, and asked me hey was he drinking and i was like yeah he came up and you know had his drink after and they're like how many did he have i'm like I, you know i really don't i don't exactly remember they're like right. well did you bring him up and then that became a thing and i was right. like i was like no man you know they're the cooks i kind of hook them up you know i was like they're like listen man just one drink per person after yeah. work you want to cut you want to have an after drink?" On us, cool, but it's an after shift drink. One, right, and done. And I'm like, heard, You know, that's that's definitely a hurt. And then I felt weird, like Jesus. You know, did I really overserve him? It was like a couple of shots, and and he had a beer too, or or maybe two. Like I didn't, really didn't remember exactly how much he had, but it was it weighed heavy on my mind for a few sure. days, as as it should. And I think anybody in the industry would feel the same way not just with a coworker but with anybody. If you serve somebody who ends up getting into a drunk driving accident, you're going to feel horrible. Right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like even
0: if they look fine to you, even if they're, you know, they they didn't do anything that would make you go, "Hey, listen, you've had enough." They yeah. seemed they seemed fine to me, but I was serving them alcohol that night and then they went and killed somebody. Jesus.
1: I actually have like a couple of stories that are related to this. Um, Obviously, working in the industry for 15 years, you hear a lot of stuff that happens and sometimes mistakes were made, you know. And uh, there was one time I was working at this bar and I had uh, this couple that were regulars of mine. And the one night they came in and the girl was a friend of mine and she was like, yeah, he's not driving. I'm driving tonight. And she maybe had one, maybe two drinks in the course of a five-hour night um, but he had considerably more, and he was obviously drunk. Um, but I, but I trusted her. You know, you're not going to let him drive. You're letting him drink. That was part of the whole entire thing.
0: Yeah, they said it. Right, to you, you said to me that front. he's not
1: driving, and he didn't. She actually drove home. Um, from what I understand, and I could be remembering this wrong because it was years ago. But from what I understand, they got back home. The two of them got into a fight. He got into his car and left. He got into a car accident. He did not pass away. However, he is severely disabled now. And um, it had been a couple of months since I had seen her and I thought it was really weird because, you know, they used to come in frequently. They were regulars. Um, And she came in one night and I was like, oh, where's boyfriend, you know? And she was like, I have to tell you something. And she told me about the entire thing and I felt terrible.
0: But again this comes down to this is not your fault.
1: Sure, and and he didn't get in the accident leaving my bar. She did her part and made sure that he didn't drive, but exactly. once once they got home that's what happened. But at the same time, um I was there and and he was over wasted. he was wasted, yeah. you know, and I was serving him still. Yep. And you know, this was very young Lauren, baby Lauren just becoming a bartender Lauren and had I known everything i know now i probably would have been like hey man i think that you've had enough
0: my favorite to do <clears throat> when somebody is a regular and and i'm cool with them and right. they're hammered is is be like hey, hey listen man let, let's keep the party going let's have a good time tonight let's not get throw up drunk here's, right. a, here's a water and you're not cutting them off you're not telling them they've got to leave or anything like that you're just saying like i know you're not driving Right, but you're you're wasted. You don't need anymore. Like, yeah. trust me. You're trust me. I've been where Drink you are. Drink this
1: water and come back Drink up water. to me in a little while and yeah. see where you're at.
0: If you've sobered I'll up, I'll reevaluate. In, yeah, I'll in a, in another hour or so, and we're all good. And I'd say seven to eight times out of ten, it works. Sure. A couple of times it doesn't, but that's kind of the price you got to pay sometimes. And if they're a good regular, if they're a really good regular, like you know they know you by name they're friends with you they're always so happy they're like yay
1: we're I mean like here. I was invited to their wedding type exactly. thing. you know what I mean like <laughs> and we've all
0: got regulars like that right um it's okay they they usually take it pretty good you're like are yeah, you're like you like, listen man i'm not cutting you off i'm not telling you you got to leave I'm, i
1: have had people that saying, give me a I hard time about it that i know personally but you know it, i'm usually like Right now you're angry because you're drunk and you want another drink. Right. Tomorrow morning when you wake up, you're not going to be angry with me. Yeah. And I'm not going to be angry with myself.
0: Exactly. Like at
1: the end of the day, I'm doing my job I've and told, making sure that you're safe.
0: I've told people before, I'm like, please don't do this to me.
1: Yeah. Don't make me right. have to cut you off. Exactly. I don't want to do yeah, that. So you, just you, stay you, within their parameters. If you start then, getting
0: loud and like obnoxious, exactly. I will.
1: Oh, yeah. I've had people I like will. throw – I one time I gave someone a water and I was like, hey, man, do me a favor. If you drink this water – And you drink it in front of me. I'll consider giving you another beer. Right, I'll consider it. So I'm not saying I will, but I'm just saying drink this water in front of me. And he kept on trying to pass it off to other people. And so he put it back in front of me like, you know, half gone. And I would fill it back up and be like, you have to drink this entire water in front of me. And at at some point, he got really angry, and he just knocked the water over. Yeah. And I was like, "And now we're done. Now you're you know, out. now I have to get rid of yep. you." I was trying to be nice. I was trying to be cordial with you. Let you know that I'm not going to kick. Kick you out of here. I just want you to like calm it down. You're a, like a level ten. Yeah. I need you at like a level seven, exactly. and then we'll consider it again. I've you know, the, I've
0: done the exact same thing. Yeah, people acting like assholes. Yeah, and don't be a dick. That's the thing is, alcohol will do that to you. And right. We we know this. We're we're professional drinkers here. People, trust me. Like we know, we know the effects of alcohol. We've both spent a few nights on the floor.
1: Sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We've both hugged the porcelain god a couple of times. <laughs> In our careers. And so we know, like, I've been that guy who's just like, oh, come on, I just want another drink. You feel like you want to keep the party going. But in hindsight, when whenever I've been cut off, every time I've been cut Thank off. Thank you. It was, one. <laughs> yes, it was 100% deserved. Thank you. So I guess our, our whole point on, on this topic is really like, listen to your bartenders. Your bartenders want to make money from you. They want to serve you, but and up to a certain me, point. me, I'll
1: take that money from you. Yeah. But at the same time, I can't like let you go and throw away your life or someone else's. No.
0: I got to think about the, you know. It affects the, my life. I got to think about the mom of, of two who's driving home from a double shift working stone sober right. who gets – T-boned or head-on collision by your drunk ass going home tonight.
1: Yep. And that's the thing, too, is I – there was even one time that I got cut early from the nightclub I was working at. And I remember very specifically, I was like, "Ah, I don't really feel like drinking. They were offering me drinks. I was like, I don't really feel like drinking. I'm going to go across the street and sing a couple songs at karaoke. So I walked across the street. Met up with one of my friends there. We sang a couple songs. It was last call anyway, so I didn't even drink anything. I came back over. He you didn't get like,
0: anything for last call? I didn't get
1: anything, no. I'm
0: disappointed in you. Well,
1: because like, <laughs> okay, at that particular bar, we were allowed to drink behind the bar. Okay. So I was already kind of drinking. Yeah, had a buzz. But it was like, you know, I'm about to be driving home in a minute. I'm so not cleaning I'm not... up the bar for an hour and a half. Sobering up, it's like, yeah. I'm going to go. Yeah. So I walked across the street, sang a couple songs, met up with a friend, walked back over to my car. And he was parked further away, you know, in downtown Ferndale. It's okay. really hard to find parking. So I was like – Especially you, right next to each yeah, other. Yeah, exactly. I was like, hey, you know, get in my car. I'll drive you over. So we go to pull out of the parking lot. I watched this guy walk over from the nightclub I was working at. Yeah. He left. Yep. He got into his car, but he was parked in like the parking lot behind where I was. Mm-hmm. So I turned and this dude just bolted out of the parking lot and T-boned me. He totaled my car. Uh, He was wasted. Yeah. Uh, My car door, both of my driver's side doors wouldn't open. Like that's how hard he hit me. He had like impaled like he had crumpled my doors Um, and he took off as soon as it happened. He just took off. Um, luckily, like I said I had a friend in the car. The first thing he did was write down the license plate. Nice. I was freaking out. I yeah. was like, "Oh my god." So Your I didn't even like, know. Boom, yeah, so him. he got the license Fuck you, plate. Buddy. The best part about it was that there was actually a cop sitting with his lights off oh, next to us watching. and he watched the entire thing He's happen. He's like, "Yeah, I got this guy." So he goes after him. I like flagged down another cop because I'm like, "I just got hit by right, this yeah. dude." Thankfully, I wasn't like on a main road. I was already off to the side.
0: Well, also thankfully you didn't have another shot in a beer for right? Exactly, yeah. You'd have been Well, drunk they too. did
1: ask me, like, yeah. did, have You've you been, been drinking? drinking? <laughs> and blah, 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 I was like, I just left work. You know, like, I just got cut early, blah, blah, blah.
0: I spilled a bunch of tequila over the myself. Guy, but. <laughs> the guy
1: gets to the stop sign and just blows past oh, it. Yeah. So the police officer obviously goes and gets him. I ended up like, you know, they took my name and number and everything like that. They called me the next day and said that they got him God. and they arrest him. Fuck yeah. I was offered to give a statement, um, and ask for, you know, like monetary compensation and everything. I didn't, but I did, um, put a statement in about him and I said a lot about, you know, this is exactly what you're what you did to me. Dude, you put I me a situation, I didn't have a car for 3 months. I would have
0: been like leave. I you would have you would have had me like Izrael in Friday like,
1: "Oh my neck, oh my, oh, back. Man. oh my neck." And my my back. dad was so pissed. He was <laughs> yeah, like, "You, you should have gotten money. money blah blah blah." And I was like, you "Honestly, of, you,
0: you didn't have a car for a couple I of months. I didn't have a car for That's 3 financially months. like I had destabilizing to, Uber, to you. Yeah, yeah dude. everything.
1: I had to ask my friends for rides. A couple of grand at least. It was and then to fix my car you know that was I think he I think what he did you didn't was even, you
0: had to pay to fix your own car in that situation? no
1: my insurance covered it but but, still, but I got to see how much pay it was deductible and well no I didn't actually okay. because uh, the cop had seen it saw it yeah so yeah. he had actually wrote down in the statement that he witnessed the guy I was following all the Perfect. laws and the guy so actually my insurance covered the de- deductible too nice. but he did like ten thousand dollars in damage to my car yeah like. Douche! You could have fucking killed somebody, and you didn't. He didn't even stop. Like he hit my car, backed up as quick as possible, and took. Oh yeah, he
0: was like, "I'm out of here." Yeah,
1: and I was like, "Dude, you could have hurt somebody." Also, this is at the same time that all these people are crossing the street and stuff, and he just
0: yeah
1: bolted. So I was like, "You could have hit a person." Thankfully, you only hit a car. Yeah, you know, and I wasn't getting out of the car at the time or something. Thankfully, you
0: didn't get hurt in this situation.
1: Yeah, it was bad. It was very bad.
0: It's a very serious topic. It's something that I think all good bartenders really need to take to heart. Every once in a while, you really need to kind of like check yourself and go, all right, listen. Yeah, I'm here to make money. Yeah, people are buying drinks from me. You really got to watch like how people are acting. Um, Another thing I like to look for is like are they ordering an Uber from there, say you got a group of like seven or eight people, sure. and they're all drinking, they're having a good time, they run up a big bill, they're all paying for it on one. You want to treat them good, you don't want to like yeah, embarrass them in front of their friends or anything like that. And I'm like expecting
1: that. that giant tip off that huge exactly. bill,
0: exactly. But it's like you know, and a group came into. So I got a new job, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Congratulations! I don't think we talked about that yet. Um, but yeah, first night behind my new bar, and a group of people came in one of whom is a local celebrity. uh, And, you know, they had been – hopping around, having a good time. Like none of them were hammered. None of them were trashed. Yeah,
1: just having fun. But it was fun. pretty
0: obvious they had been drinking. Sure. You know, like one person in the group was a little too drunk and the other people were like, yeah, I wouldn't want you driving. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or some of them. But they were all on their phones like, yeah, you got the Uber? Yeah. Okay, so I know you're good. You right. know what I'm saying? You guys like, are all safe. You're talking about Uber. You're, you've paid your bill and you're waiting for the Uber to show up. I know that you're getting home safe and we're good. And I don't have to worry about it. Um, but, but it's a, it's a weird kind of responsibility, kind of half responsibility, you know, like you have to watch out, you have to watch out for people. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a great thing to have in your back pocket when somebody's acting obnoxious at your bar to be like, uh, no, Michigan law says that I don't have to serve you if you're intoxicated. As a matter of fact, Michigan law says I don't have to serve serve you for any reason whatsoever. I can, you can, you know. Wink at me and I go, no, sorry. I don't like that wink. You're not getting served. It's not a right to be served alcohol. It's a privilege. Exactly. So uh, just to all of our friends out there who are listening, who are in the industry, you know, be mindful of it. Watch out because it's dram shop laws here in Michigan. And you could go to jail. You could have to pay a bunch of money or your even your, your place of business. Best loses case scenario their is, yeah,
1: is they lose their, you, you have, know, it's like, don't.
0: Or you could have the death of somebody hanging over your head. Right. I feel really bad for anybody who's had that happen. You overserved somebody else. They killed somebody. And now you have to feel bad for or the rest themselves. of your life. Yeah. Right.
1: That's terrible. About that. It is a, a sensitive subject. Can I mean, we all just
0: take like a big just deep a big breath. breath now? That was really heavy, man. Like, we're... I, do,
1: I do have to say something about that though because um, uh, one of the things that I mentioned to you is that it is really important. It's not just the bartenders that need to know. It is right. also really important that owners of bars and restaurants alike should be telling their security bouncers, what have you, Yeah. that if somebody comes up to your bar – to the doors, and they are noticeably intoxicated. Don't they mind. are not allowed nope. inside of that bar. Oh, and- that that person doesn't have to even have a drink in your establishment. Right. And they can leave and accidentally kill somebody, and you are the last place they went to, so it's assumed that they were served. Yep. It doesn't matter if you can prove that they weren't or not. Yeah. So you it's might not get away just, with it yeah, if you, you can might. prove that
0: they didn't. But, but still, the point is, is that you shouldn't that be shit. having
1: people in there that are too drunk anyway. Right. The bartenders are relying on those people to tell me that these people are OK to drink.
0: Well, and, you know, that's easy to say when you've got a place that's got bouncers and security. Sure. If you're working at a restaurant or well, I'm just a saying like if establishment's
1: 21 and up, I right. don't look at people's IDs. So yes. I assume that oh, the person at the front door is doing their job. That's another. You thing. Know what I mean, yeah. So it's like. I shouldn't have to worry about serving somebody underage right. if I work at a place that's 21 and up.
0: Exactly. Like, how did they get past the front door? Right. Like, I'm not responsible for carding if it's a 21 and up place. Yes. And I don't want to. And
1: I have been a victim of somebody that I work with saying to my bouncer at the time that this is my cousin. They are of age. She forgot her ID, oh. but she's my cousin and she's of age. Yep. And because they work for you the and they have room. worked for you, yeah. you would trust them. Sure. And I served this girl all night long and she got pulled over, told them that she had just come from my bar and the cops showed up at my bar looking for me and asked for the footage of me serving (laughs) this girl (laughs) and I was almost charged with serving a minor. Oh,
0: it's scary shit. The only
1: reason why I was let go was because I forced him to admit that he was the one that let her in.
0: Yeah, dude. I was
1: like, once they're (coughs) downstairs, this is a 21 and up establishment, once they're downstairs, it's not my job anymore to check their ID. We
0: regularly do not check IDs at the bar. So my bouncer shouldn't have let them in
1: and you shouldn't have lied and said that this was somebody that we could trust as over 21. And that's when it well, comes you know. back to
0: personal responsibility it's right. like first of all whoever said this is my cousin throw them under the bus if you don't not have me. your id
1: and you're my best fucking friend i still can't legally let you Sorry, inside bro. of the bar
0: Sorry. Even if I know when you were born, even right. if I was there at your birth.
1: Right. I cannot let you in legally. <laughs> exactly. And all the people you that give people to a to hard have time, ID'd. this is exactly the reason why.
0: I think I told the story about the girl who had like – she had she forgot her ID and she had somebody take a picture of her ID and then send it to her phone and then showed me her phone. It can be And, I, and I just kind of like rolled my eyes and laughed at her. I was like, I'm, I'm really sorry, sweetheart. You know, like I can't. Yeah. And she was like, That's gay and I was like, Oh, I could kick you out for saying that. Yeah, That's not really you, cool. But it doesn't really matter what I you won't. think. You can't And then her friends left me a shitty tip. I was like, Whatever.
1: Whatever. Hey, go Is
0: back that, that- go back to kindergarten, sweetheart.
1: You're not I've taking spilled into consideration more beer in my life
0: than you've drank.
1: <laughs> it's just like when people come up to me after two AM and they're like, One more drink. Come on, I gave you a really good tip right. or blah blah blah. I cannot serve you. Oh, I'm sorry. God. I you can be the best customer I've ever had. You could leave me a thousand dollars as a tip. Yeah. I still won't serve you. Right. And what I tell people all the time is if you can give me one year worth of my salary and the fifteen hundred dollar fine I'm going to get, I'll serve you a shot after hours. Yeah, there you go. But I want that money up front.
0: Gotcha. So – We've all been to places that serve after hours.
1: Right. We've all been there. But you're taking on that responsibility by taking that job. I don't work at a job where I can serve after hours. Right.
0: That's not my my problem. My boss sees me serving after hours. I get fired. The cops find out that I served after hours and I'm looking at a door. And if you take a job
1: doing that, then you know what you're getting into. And if you get busted for that, that's your own fucking problem. Dude,
0: if you really want to drink that bad past two o'clock, go move to Chicago or New York. Go work. Go go live someplace, you know, New Orleans, where you can drink till 5 a.m. Right. Or
1: be smart enough to get shit before and have it inside of your car. House party. (laughs) You know, go to your house and go to
0: house party. (laughs) Exactly. It's not my problem. You didn't pregame this shit or pre plan this shit.
1: Take responsibility for your own actions. Exactly.
0: Exactly, However,
1: I will say on the other side of that, you are, as a bartender, in charge of a substance, a mind-altering substance. Yeah. And therefore, I see where the dram shop laws come into play yeah. and how they might be beneficial for people taking responsibility. It's all
0: about just trying to keep less people from dying, and that's always a right. good thing. it's a good thing. I'm right. down with that. You know, I don't want to see anybody die, I get hurt.
1: Hopefully – You know, you you try and take solace in the fact that you're hoping that people aren't going to hold you responsibility for somebody else's mistakes. Right. However, if somebody is noticeably intoxicated and you serve them anyway, it's kind of your fault. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, if they're hammered drunk and falling down drunk and you keep serving them and you don't know for sure whether they're getting home safe or not, you're playing with fire. Yeah. You shouldn't do that.
1: So don't do it. Yeah. Don't serve people yeah, too much. Don't do that. <laughs> and don't drive drunk.
0: All right, you want to talk about another happy subject? Yeah,
1: say happy subjects. Yay! Okay, go.
0: The coronavirus. Oh,
1: so happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the happiest. It's
0: not funny. It's really fucking scary, man. It is super scary. And here's what's scary about it. Um it is throwing the world into this crazy economic turmoil. Oh, yes. And I know the bar industry is already feeling the effects of it mm-hmm. dude they canceled the austin texas south by southwest festival
1: yep they canceled ultra that as well that is a
0: huge thing they're canceling comic cons they're canceling uh the arnold schwarzenegger yep, the, muscle, yep, Builder muscle thing. building thing yeah dude you're talking millions of dollars just getting flushed down the drain because of this pandemic this virus that's going around and yeah it's it's like jesus um what happens when it hit cuz it hasn't hit michigan yet but you know it's gonna soon yeah
1: and, it's gonna hit everybody at you some know we got
0: opening day coming up we've got big sporting events <sighs> well, that like might we were get shut about down event bartending yeah, and that, how and
1: that, that
0: you're talking about people even not if it going get out shut down. people scared to go out yeah. people not spending money on booze like our livelihoods are at stake right everybody and th- this this is just from our little tiny little corner of The world.
1: Even beyond just not making enough, like making money off of it, it's, uh, it's also just if, if it does become as big as people are saying it's going to, or as big as people are actually making it out to be, then we are. Very much so at risk as being service industry people. Oh my god! Uh, Touching money, touching touching credit cards, touching credit cards, not having enough time to high
0: five you and shake hands, not having enough time to wash your hands in between. between.
1: Exactly. I wash my hands a lot. I wash my hands a lot too, but I can't do it
0: in between every customer.
1: For example, at my work, we don't do straws anymore, so people are putting their mouths on these glasses. And I have to take the dirty glasses and put them into a bus tub. I'm touching where their mouths have been, and I can't stop and wash my hands every time. In this day and age, you're probably touching
0: a lot of booty holes then.
1: Exactly. (laughs) For real. What is
0: with everybody eating ass? That's disgusting. Stop it. (laughs) <laughs> and it does not make you I – mean, all these memes about like, oh, if you've been here, you're immune to coronavirus. If you eat ass, you're immune – no, you're not. Like, no the fuck you're not. That is you're so not nasty. immune to
1: shit. You're not <laughs>
0: immune to shit, motherfucker. <laughs> I've, I've gone to Harpo's. I've been to Blondie's. <laughs> I've been to all these nasty, filthy places. I'm not immune to coronavirus. You... If you've
1: ever danced in three inches of water in right? the labyrinth below City Club. And made out with somebody. <laughs>
0: Then there you go. I mean, I lived in that building for four years. Did you? I did. Oh my god! You didn't know I I I used to live. I used to live at the Leland. Oh my god! Did Did you ever like go on the floors that are like? Here's here's a fun here's a fun little story. My son was conceived at the Leland Hotel. Good, my son was you conceived have named him there, <laughs> so he's immune to coronavirus. No, um, and no, god, no, I wouldn't name my kid Leland. <laughs> Leland's actually you just not name a him bad Right. <laughs> it's not a bad name. Leland is actually kind of a cool name, but I would not name my kid after the place where he was conceived. Uh, his middle name is Memphis, and that's the first road trip his mom and I ever took. Aww. so that's sweet.
1: That is cute. It is. Like it's pretty
0: dope. That's and it was like, whether it was a boy or a girl, the middle name was going to be Memphis because of that. So yes, Remy is a little bit romantic. It, I, got, I, I do have a heart somewhere buried deep. But, <laughs> Come on, backseat most, Lansing. Most of it's cold <laughs> and gotta black. We got to go. Come on, backseat Lansing.
1: <laughs> we got to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a good one. Oh, that's funny. Um. But no, yeah, there's some serious concerns going on here. They're talking like Italy has quarantined millions of people.
1: Yeah, before I came here, I they're heard doing, that they did the entire doing, country now.
0: They're doing big sporting events behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. So they're still playing the games, but you can't go see them.
1: Yeah, there is no audience. What?
0: Dude, <laughs> it's insane. The Pope could you imagine? Corona. Could you imagine if, if, like, Tiger's opening day... Was Nobody was allowed stadium. to see the game. Yeah. Weird. Uh, I think everybody would be downtown drinking anyways. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely. that kind of a party in the D. But no, it's it's a concern because it's like um, if people stop going out to restaurants, if people stop going out to bars because they're scared that they're going to get coronavirus, that's – you're going to see all kinds of bartenders hurting for Real bad. the money. And you're already seeing it. Like I'm – Following posts on Facebook where people are like, "Yeah, dude, slow,
1: yep, we're part of a um a bartenders Facebook group for Detroit, and I see people posting about it being slower than ever recently, yeah.
0: and it's tech season. Yep. most people are going out spending their money yep. right now, yeah, yeah,
1: not in Detroit right now, so
0: what do you know, what the fuck do we do? I don't have an answer. I wish I did."
1: Demand a better hourly wage. (laughs) Demand? Question mark. Demand to who? The people. Yes. (laughs) Come in and give me your money. Feel bad. Call
0: up the president and tell him, like,
1: (laughs) excuse me. Well, this
0: is something that we touched on before. You know, like I've since since I got into the service industry early two thousands, like two thousand one, two thousand two. I've always thought like you could probably make a union. Of like servers and bartenders. I mean, we
1: have a bartenders guild, so it's like, why not make it a union?
0: You could make a union, and it might not be a bad idea.
1: I think it's probably a great idea. Actually, I, th- I
0: think so too. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of people against it. So a lot we're of people a two person it. union right now. <laughs> there you go. Hey-o. <laughs> hey.
1: Oh, we just high five. <laughs> oh, corona no, no, Corona.
0: <laughs> we laugh. Got
1: PBR virus. Today. We laugh
0: and we kid and we joke. It's a very serious thing, and you know anybody who gets a infected afflicted whatever with it you know it's uh god it's a really fucking scary thing man like, it is scary. global pandemic
1: i know everyone's saying that it's just a really bad flu and all that stuff but it's like it might not affect you or i negatively but i would be petrified to find out that my father or my grandmother yeah. got coronavirus because the chances of them surviving it is Whatever I don't know like what the what their death rate is now because it it's, changes every fucking day I yeah, can't but, get an actual. Read but that's on the it. point
0: is that it's it you know. But it,
1: they they both have it kills
0: more people than the regular flu does.
1: Right, and that's the so thing is that. that both of my both my father and my grandma have. Um, upper respiratory yeah. issues. Yep. So it's like,
0: my mom's got they could heart die problems. From that. Yeah, that's if, yeah, my scary mom, as shit. And you know, the, the older people that like always get sick every yes. year, they get sick really bad. Yeah. You know that like if they catch the coronavirus, it's over. Yep. They're done.
1: You might as well just
0: kiss them goodbye.
1: Kiss them goodbye.
0: Well, maybe not kiss them, but
1: yeah, you know maybe what I mean? Like look at them behind glass. Goodbye. I love you. <laughs> okay. I love you. <laughs> I swear to God, hey, this is happening
0: to you. No, it's, it's –
1: <clears throat> it's, it's not funny, but
0: – It's not. We have to make
1: light of it while we what else have you the gonna chance do? to. Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <the laughs> Until stock, it becomes the, insanely scary. Well, the other
0: thing is like the stock markets are plunging. Oh,
1: so yeah.
0: people with big bucks are losing all their shit. They're losing all their money. The All those big spenders that come out to your bars and like throw you $100 tips. Right. They're not coming out anymore. I they are just was, lost their ass. it was like the Dow ass. was down
1: 1200 Points or something today. They, they like, closed it. They yeah, were like they shut no it more down trading temporarily. Yeah. They shut it down. It like that's Panic. crazy. I, didn't they say it was like the last time they did that was like nineteen eighty seven or something like that. It's
0: been a minute. It has been it was a like minute. Year I was born. So. Yeah, we're getting a little heavy on the show tonight. We get it. You know, we're trying <laughs> to, to. Wait, we'll
1: end on good notes, not so much so. bad notes. We're
0: trying to figure. We're trying to figure this out ourselves because it's like this is going to affect me. This is going to affect you, your right. friends, and stuff like that. Personally, I don't get sick. I don't catch colds. I um, get sick
1: very easily. Do you? Yeah, I
0: don't. Like when my kid was little, when he was a toddler, and you know toddlers catch colds, and when he was going to preschool and they would catch colds and stuff like that, I went for ten years without a common cold. Ten years straight, no colds.
1: I don't think I've gone more than six months. And
0: I'm talking like never a sniffle, never a sneeze, never a cough, nothing. Not even
1: a little tickle in the throat?
0: Ten years, a decade. That's crazy. I went without a cold. I know. But I was in the service industry for so long, and my thing is like I always wash my hands a lot, Mm -hmm. don't touch my face a lot. I mean everybody touches their face and they don't even realize they're doing it kind of thing. But I also think that you build up immunities to certain strains sure. by being exposed to it, by being in the service industry and coming into contact with all these nasty things all the time. That's true. So I think I've built up immunities, and I think I'm, you know, got a pretty healthy immune system and stuff like that.
1: Well, you're also touching like glasses, beer bottles, all yeah. the stuff that people have been putting their hands all over and, mouse, and their and mouths, and you're picking them up and throwing them in bus tubs, coughing, and tr- and sneezing. trading stuff around. Yeah. You know, especially you're rolling silverware. I touch every piece of silverware inside of that fucking building. Well, but here's –
0: here's and and so maybe we can segue into that a little bit is like safe practices. I happen to be a conscientious bartender server. Right. When it's time to roll silverware, I go wash my hands first.
1: Sure. Same.
0: I know that there's a million people out there that don't. That don't. Yeah. No. And so, you know, there's – Real fear of the general public, like, should I even go out to eat? Like, do I know that the cooks are safe? Do I know that the servers are safe? Everybody who's touching stuff that's going to get into me, is it safe? Right. Not everybody is. Just, you know, don't be a scumbag. Don't be disgusting. Don't be dirty.
1: Don't be dirty. Don't be well, – wash you, your smelly ass and balls. You
0: can be dirty. <laughs> <laughs> we don't mind dirty. But it's got to be the right kind of dirty. You know what I'm talking the about. Sexy, dirty, smoky gray eyes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> dirty blonde hair.
0: Exactly, that kind of dirty is fine. This beer tastes skunky to me. Yeah, it's definitely skunky.
1: This beer tastes like shit too, but it's PBR, so I didn't really expect much.
0: Oh <laughs> no, this is gross. This
1: what is, is it? Oh, is, oh, let me try it.
0: Well, it's called no. You no. Trust me. Let me just try it. Trust me, you don't want to get skunked. How skunked? Is it, it is 100% skunked. This is like, it's not supposed to taste like this. It's gross. Well, what is it? It's called Going Steady IPA from Atwater Brewery, which is a lovely brewery that yeah. I love in downtown Detroit. Their stuff is delicious. Yeah. One of the first, like, um, like, b- local breweries that I ever went to in Detroit. I like their Chitty no, Blonde. this one has gone bad. I took, like, the first sip and I was like, oh, that tastes weird. And then I took the second Would sip like and I'm like, PBR? no, it's really bad. Hey, there you go.
1: There you go. Thanks,
0: Lauren. No problem. That way we don't have to go make a pit stop.
1: Because we're the two best friends that anyone could ever have. (laughs) Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Mine's almost empty.
0: All right. So there's nothing we can do about coronavirus. It's going to spread like wildfire, and we're going to have to just deal with it. I like the way you said fire just now fire, fire, wildfire, wildfire. Maybe a country intro coming up soon.
1: Yeah. I think I could do it. <laughs> I could do
0: a good a good time. Oh, that's right. You did. You got a job at a Yeehaw first.
1: I did a, a honky yeehaw. tonk whiskey bar. You
0: gonna get yourself that's a cowboy that. hat and some boots? <laughs> yeah,
1: I guess I have to wear jeans and a flannel. And can I was you, like, okay. Well, can that's you wear fine.
0: can you wear like a jean skirt?
1: I'm gonna wear jean booty shorts, if there that's you what you're go. asking. <laughs>
0: If you want to come see Lauren's butt cheeks hanging out of some Daisy Dukes, like
1: <laughs> yeah, let anytime
0: me. soon, DM
1: me and I'll let you know where it's at. Actually, don't DM me.
0: Yes, please don't do that. Please don't do that. If she's got enough cucumbers <laughs> yeah. and hot dogs being thrown out. I don't need any more like,
1: dildos <laughs> blasting at my face. <laughs> I'm
0: like, oh, that's a, b- I think that's kind of like the best thing. If I was a girl and I got dick pics, I'd be like,
1: Oh, it's so adorable. So what it's so I started cute. doing is I download all the dick pics that I get unsolicited and whenever someone sends me a new one, I send them every single unsolicited dick pic I've ever gotten.
0: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh you want to send me a dick? Yeah. You want to send me so a I dick? I send them like a pile of a like 40 <laughs> dicks. Here's a 1000 dicks back and at you, And now I'm going to send this to all since, your friends too. <laughs> since you think yours is so impressive, why don't you compare it to all these other fucking douchebags?
1: Oh my yeah,
0: that's awesome. That's if you want to really send me good.
1: titties, though, I'll totally accept titties. Oh, I loves love titty titties. titties.
0: So I so know. Please
1: send me all the titties. That's everybody fine. loves But titty if you picks. send me dicks, I'm just gonna send you a file full of dicks back.
0: All right. Crossover question. Okay. If somebody, if somebody sent you a, uh, how shall I put this, a clam pic? Okay. What would you think?
1: A lot of them. If it was pretty, you know. Yeah, exactly. If you have like some good a, composition, a little pretty And vag. You like? Yeah. You You'd like took some time too? to make it like. Cute looking. Yeah. I've I've gotten some from girls that I'm just like, what were you? Mm, d-? First of all, hey. how did you even take this pic? Yeah. Like, you used well. your feet <laughs> to take this picture. Some of your, them look like a of foot. Your like, <laughs> <laughs> I see your Brittany. It's winking at me, and I uh, don't want it.
0: Oh my god! I, do you know what my favorite trend was? Is when the pop stars and the actresses started wearing like the kitten panties. I <gasps>
1: love those. It's
0: so adorable. I wanted to
1: get a pair because I call it Britney. Oh, so it's I want to so get a pair of like Britney Spears's face, yeah. like on my vagina. Yes, oh that'd <laughs> so be cool. She's just like
0: with the shaved head <laughs> yes. and the mascara running. She's in the middle of shaving <laughs> her head. <laughs> <The> mascara <laughs> out her head, like,
1: ah, <laughs> running like.
0: This pussy is So if a someone wants to
1: make me Britney Spears shaving her head you know on the vagina. That. They can do that. Send them to me. I'm a small. But
0: I do like the kitten. That's a I do like the kitten adorable. Who was It was um the Harry Potter girl. Emma did the little kitten. Oh, did panties. she? Yeah. I know.
1: I've, see, I've seen a couple of them. I think that Paris Hilton had one like that too. So adorable. It like was like kittens.
0: Yeah. It's like, like if you really want to see it, it's out there on the interwebs, I'm sure. Show me your kitty. Yeah, but show me like the kitten. It's so cute. I don't know. I guess I wish they had Kitten thongs for men? <laughs> no, that would be bad. Like, yeah, why does your kitten wants. have a long nose? Yeah, a little baby elephant. Do anteaters? Oh, eaters. that would be cute. We should, we should start our own little uh, line of clothing. For men, it would be like baby elephants with their trunk right in the front, or ant eaters—trunks and kitties. Just something like adorable, and then I like, like kittens for the girls.
1: I would so do that. A
0: new underwear line, tails from the bar side underwear <laughs> line. Because we're definitely we're not
1: pitching it tonight. We're, we're
0: definitely not making any money <laughs> doing this podcast. Cheers to that.
1: Cheers.
0: We do it for fun. We do it for you. We've we've brought you some information tonight. We've really. We
1: We've, I feel we like we've you. done
0: a, a teeny tiny smidge of public service tonight. We really did. Just a little bit. Honestly.
1: We do I feel care. like we, we made sure that people are aware of what they should be doing and what they shouldn't be doing.
0: Yeah. 38 states have wash your fucking shop hands. Walls. Please wash your fucking hands. <laughs> oh, my God. If you're in the service industry and you don't wash your hands regularly, I don't want to work with you. I fucking hate you. Tell me
1: why you go smoke a cigarette and you come back and you don't wash your fucking hands. Ew. Please wash your hands after smoking a cigarette it's gross dude Please.
0: like you smell like smoke you've been touching your mouth you've been touching a cigarette that's been touching your mouth wash your hands wash
1: to do it. there's a hands. reason
0: why it's actually law that you're supposed to
1: well yeah but I don't or
0: company policy a lot of people I law. don't see
1: yeah well, I Just think it come is a right law. back in I don't know we'd have to look it up somebody look it up for yeah, us yeah look it up we'll do like a little you know we fucked up corner
0: that's it's a fun. reminder too I'm gonna do it right now I'm gonna do it on the air we don't have a. Here's another
1: law that you guys should know about. It's not against the law to not have free water. Stop asking me for fucking free water and buy a bottle. Right. What
0: the fuck? Like nothing. <laughs> First of all, I don't have to serve you. They're like, if I don't it's want against the
1: law not to have free water. Is I'm it? Like, no, it is not. Like it is it's not right. against the law. Sorry. The only places I can think of that being applied to is like hospitals and schools. They have to have water fountains. Yeah. But you do not have to have water fountains or free water at a bar. If you're obviously sick or if your friend is throwing up in the corner, I'll give you a fucking water. That's fine. But if you tell me that's against the law for me to have not have free water there, I'm going to tell you to go fuck yourself and to go educate yourself. Exactly. Like – Even McDonald's charges $0.10 for water. So come on.
0: Get with the program. Um, So I'm trying to figure out. Well, they have like
1: the signs up. You have to have the signs up that say employees must wash hands before returning to work. I know. So I feel like it has to be a law. Otherwise, you wouldn't have that up there.
0: But seriously, the fact that you have to have that up is kind of a problem. It's like yeah, you shouldn't right. have to tell Why people. Why
1: aren't you washing your, your hands when you go back to work that we have to have a sign up that says, please right. do. Just wash your hands.
0: Ugh. All right. So what I'm doing is I am setting us up a Tales from the Bar side Gmail. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yay. What we want is for you guys to comment, um, critique. Not really.
1: Don't critique us. I'm not going to read them.
0: I told you before, you're allowed to critique us if you send nudes and bias drinks.
1: Okay. Titties. Not just nudes. Right. Titties. If you send us a bunch of dick pics, I'm going to send send you you a bunch of dick pics back. You're going to get a ton of them I swear to God. Please don't send me dick pics. And I'm
0: definitely not going to look at them. Um,
1: I don't want to see it. Remy doesn't want to see it. Oh,
0: God, No. There's nothing pretty about a penis. But if you
1: got some titties, though, eh, we we'll do take them. Like we do like looking at titties. We do.
0: There's nothing wrong with a good set. And I'm one of those guys. I I like them. Um, I like them big. I like them small. Mm-hmm. I like them curvy. Like them. I, like, I like all of them. Yeah. yeah it doesn't, it show them to me.
1: They're all good.
0: There are some weird ones out there.
1: There's some weird ones, but I'm still going to look, gonna look at them. I'm still going to look at them. Always
0: going to look. Let's see.
1: I might even be like, they're not that bad. I won't tell you if they're bad, though. Don't uh, worry.
0: No, we won't. We're not going to critique you. no, no, your titties. No. That's we just your like body.
1: You. But we are going to look at them.
0: So it's uh, phone problems.
1: It's probably just going to be Tales from the Bar Side
0: at gmail.com. At gmail.com. That's what I'm trying.
1: Okay. So while we're at it, let me go ahead and plug this. I started uh, that user, us.
0: That name is taken. Oh, it's
1: taken? Somebody no. took it. Okay. So listen, this might help you. Jerks. I started us an Instagram. So go on your Instagram, everybody, and type in Tails from the Bar Side." There is an underscore after every word. So tails underscore from underscore the underscore "bar side" as one word. That's it. Go look at our Instagram. I started it like 24 hours ago. We've already got some posts on there. Little shout out to Ming Chen because he's awesome. He's one of our pictures on there. Um, And yeah, come follow us. Interact with me. I'm the one that's running it. So interact with me. I will answer any questions. If you want to send me stories that you want to hear read on the air, we can do that. If you just want to tell us that you love us or that you hate us, do that too. Whatever it is, go on to Instagram and follow my ass because seriously. And then follow my actual Instagram too.
0: Follow your ass?
1: Follow my ass (laughs) on actual Instagram. All
0: right. Well, apparently, like, we can't do it on Gmail. We're going to have to find a different one because some dumb schmucks have already, like, stolen from us. Delete from your memories the Tales from
1: the Bar side... At Gmail. Just delete That's that. That's not happening. But don't delete from your memories Tales from the bar side as our Instagram.
0: Yes, that is our Instagram. We're going to start putting up pictures and all kinds of fun All the stuff. things that we drink. All that good um, stuff. I'll be
1: posting pictures of the things that we're drinking in here. I'll be posting the pictures of the recipes that we've come up with.
0: I'll show my titties. I'll
1: post pictures of us. We'll, <laughs> we'll show pictures of Remy's titties there and my go. dick.
0: They're perfect. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have tits, and,
1: and I don't know? have a dick. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you like had that as a question, and you were like, "And you don't have a dick?" Maybe. Well, I just, I <laughs> <Who> think, <knows? laughs> I think our
0: user, I think our listeners were, you know, they just wanted they to make sure. They were a little sure. bit concerned they and were. like,
1: "Nope, I do. I am a." They're f- f- like,
0: "Is she really a guy?" No, but I don't think I anybody's female. ever mistaken you for a guy before.
1: <laughs> maybe when I was littler. I
0: I've was worn guy liner Lauren. before. Have you? I've definitely gotten in touch with my feminine side. Um, Also, that's a good story. Back when I was, uh, when I got my first apartment, I moved out when I was like 20, I was about to turn 21, and I moved down to Pittsburgh, and um, I immediately cut my hair short, bleached it, and dyed it like bright pink, like fuchsia pink, just like bubblegum hot fuchsia pink. Love it. Boom. And uh, yeah, I went through like that little kind of, um, I mean, it was the 90s. It was the early – it was the mid-90s. So I was definitely going through like my let's play around androgynous David Bowie sure, things. Why not? You know, like let's put on some guys, – let's put on some eyeliner and um, like a tight mesh shirt. And Love it. I to the, yeah, see it. Go out to the clubs and, you know, frequent the gay bars and stuff like that. Just hang out with my friends.
1: Do you have pictures of this?
0: I wish. Ugh. I was not a big picture taker back in the day. I was going to say, I'll put it on her Instagram. I know. It would be so cool. Oh, my God. Okay, go ahead. I could just do it again. <laughs>
1: yeah, do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're never too old to have fun with your look.
1: I think it's so true.
0: I've always been that way. Like, I had, I was the first kid in my school to have a mohawk. I was the first uh, kid to have a flock of seagulls kind of haircut oh, back in. Oh, man. I did. I want to
1: see that. All
0: right. Now, I definitely have pictures. that like, My mom has pictures. My mom took, like, the Olin Mills pictures like family portraits and i had like the flock of seagulls thing it was like (laughs) it was like whipped up on one side with like a little lock coming down in front it was (laughs) totally flock of seagulls like wearing a nice sweater it's seriously it's such a corny picture of me but i will definitely share that with you guys i love that so if you listened to the end of this podcast thanks uh lauren's mom hi mom
1: hi lorraine Thanks,
0: thanks chris thanks to everybody who like all three of you who listened to the whole episode all the way through we definitely appreciate you. Um we will put that up on our Instagram. I'm gonna get a hold of that and uh some old pictures. But no, I'm not opposed to like cutting my hair short and bleaching it out and dyeing it manic panic colors again. Like Do it. that was a fun part of my life. And I think um like I borrowed a ru- a a mesh shirt from somebody, but I had a rubber t shirt. Do you remember those?
1: Like the latex t-shirts? Yeah. Oh, my God. And it's God. so
0: hard to get on. Oh,
1: yeah. You got to lube up your body.
0: Well, baby, You didn't do that? Uh, baby powder.
1: Oh, no. You got to use you put a actual bit of, lube. Nah,
0: like a little powder would work.
1: It does, but <laughs> the lube works way better. It I'm didn't, telling you.
0: It looked okay on me back then because I was like 20, 21-ish. Um, But I was never a gym rat, so, like, it would have looked way better on me if I would have worked out right. a bunch first. You know, it's like a guy wearing – Latex
1: a... is pretty unforgiving. It
0: really is. Yeah, it really is. You cannot have any kind of little belly. No. Like, you really want to look like
1: – It hugs every crevice. Yeah.
0: Like, Jason Momoa could do it. You sure. Know. Yeah. Any, yeah. Any of those guys, the famous actors that have like muslies and ripleys rip, 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 and all those good things. Musclys and ripleys. Yeah. I don't have any of that shit. I'm <laughs> um, soft. You know, it's like.
1: Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, Nothing wrong whatever. with a little bit of a dad bod. I'm a
0: skinny soft guy. <laughs> so there you go. It's good enough. <laughs> if that doesn't float your boat, baby, I don't know what will.
1: I'm I, sure plenty of girls are right with the skinny softs. Th- they are. Yeah. I believe that. Kind
0: of, there's one or two notches on my bedposts.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I can't afford a real bed. Like, <laughs> it's a it's ma- just a mattress a, on the ground. <laughs> well, I have a box oh, spring. Oh, there's a
1: box spring. I have okay, a box perfect. spring too.
0: I used to have just a mattress on the
1: ground. My but. bed is pretty ghetto actually. My uh, Okay. So I have, I have a bed frame, but my dad and I were talking and he gave me his enti- – my dad was a DJ growing up. So he did all vinyl DJing and he – gave me his entire record collection oh fuck yeah so i have so many fucking records and they're all inside these giant tubs yeah you know all like nicely put together but there is not enough room inside of my room for all of that (laughs) right so i was telling him i was like i don't know what to do because i just have them inside this other room and they're taking up so much space so he was like oh like i'm gonna build you a bed frame yeah okay just kidding this guy,
0: this guy drilled. This guy, your dad.
1: Yeah, okay. drilled holes into like these, like like you know uh, four by fours, right, and put right. the bed post into it, nice. and then raised it by like fifteen inches,
0: so that you can put your records underneath <laughs> your bed. <Yes. laughs> he doesn't care about your bed; he cares about you preserving yes. the records.
1: <laughs> so I had to have my friend Will. Thank you, Will, so much. Uh, he always keeps on asking me for a video of it, but I have a pug. Okay. And she couldn't get on my bed anymore. I
0: love your pug, by the way.
1: Yeah, her name is Dinky. Dinky's so cute. sweet. I love her. Um, she's 11 years old now, and she couldn't get on my bed anymore. She couldn't jump up there. Aww. And because she's fat, so it's like, you know, having a hard time. So he built me a set of stairs that to is put at the end of my bed so adorable. she could get up there. Adorable. Because my bed is like 35 inches high.
0: Right, right now. It's
1: so high. <laughs> I have to like jump up there
0: all the guys out there like doing the math like 35 inches yeah I could like stand (laughs) up and oh oh yeah like porno scenes maybe it's just me being a pervert oh my god
1: it's just like so ghetto I have to like rig this thing together every time I move it around thanks dad I actually really love it because it does save a lot of space so I'm not trying to say like that he did he did a great job he did it looks good he did
0: a good job preserving the records though (laughs) it was all about the records I didn't
1: realize he was just gonna like (laughs) drill holes for the bedpost to like go into <laughs> it's like not exactly 100 stable oh like, that's
0: awesome Super oh handy. my
1: god thank you dad Super i love handy. it though i'm gonna take it with me everywhere i go <laughs> so bad and then okay so i had like a, a futon mattress oh and yeah, it, I, used yeah. I, so
0: I used to have a futon so i used to have a futon
1: too so i didn't have an actual mattress so my dad was expecting that i was gonna have a mattress for this thing right or a box spring and i don't so we didn't have we couldn't do slats Underneath it, because the futon mattress will just kind of like slide into it. So he bought like particle board. (laughs) Oh, no, that's not going to work. Oh, honey.
0: No, that doesn't work.
1: I'm light enough that it doesn't. Like we have Uh. slats underneath it and then the particle board on top and then my futon mattress on top of it. And I have like three, like five inch thick uh, memory foam things on top of that. So my bed is actually extremely comfortable. It's very, very soft.
0: Okay, I got you with that. But. I don't know how secure it is. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, I don't. I've I've never done any You're kind of not like having any no. hardcore
0: sessions over there. <laughs> no, like, nobody's no. getting pounded over here. <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> that's why <I> backseat lancing. <laughs> uh, backseat lancing.
0: <laughs> right, not making any macaroni and cheese noises no, over here. Not
1: at all. No, <laughs> it's see, like the most unsexy. Not well, to mention, I have like Sailor Moon comforters, so it's probably not that sexy uh, for anyone either.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be into it. No, um, I'm I've, I've always been the like box spring on the floor, mattress yeah. on top of it, and then one of those nice memory foam yeah, pads on top of the mattress. And yeah, oh, it's super comfortable. It's it's good. And the great thing about that, you know, you've got the box spring on the floor. Um, you know, all the macaroni and cheese noises. You're not moving the bed <laughs> around. A real bed with like you know that's up on pegs or whatever the hell they are it moves around slides you're banging the headboard against the wall like that's so fun
1: i think my roommates get it enough to so, oh, like never. count for me too
0: roommates can <laughs> roommates can fuck right off when my it comes to that my walls are very thin yeah so. roommates can fuck right off when it comes to that like <laughs> if you don't enjoy the sounds of me having sex like sorry about your problem i really don't care <laughs> it is not my concern
1: this episode has been all over the place. We
0: started really serious and hard. We were like, and like Dram yeah, shop laws, <laughs> <Right>. coronavirus. <laughs> and then we just got silly at the ghetto end.
1: Ghetto beds posts. That <laughs> oh, was
0: because we had a couple of drinks in us.
1: Oh, well. Mine's empty. If Cheers. you
0: listened to the end of this episode, congratulations. You got <laughs> you to made the winning it. part. Um, <laughs> if you didn't, well, then fuck you. We don't care. Tune in next week. Thanks for listening. Seriously, we appreciate all of you guys. We love you. We love you. And we'll see you next week. Bye.
1: Hi guys, I'm Lauren. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Tales from the Bar Side. Tune in next week and make sure you check us out on Facebook at Tales from the Bar Side.